Go Buffalo podcast, your favorite podcast for all things Bills and Sabres, with the pals Nigel, Tom, and Jake. Episode 13 coming at you. Quick reminder to follow our social medias at Let's Go Buff Pod. That's Let's Go Buff with two F's, Pod P O D on Instagram and X. And let's get around and say hello to the fellas. Tom, how are we doing, pal? boys i'm good i'm good been a hell of a week and a lot going on but man i'm super pumped i've been buzzing about this uh this conversation today because obviously there's a lot to talk about but yeah no i'm super pumped and and jake i know you're really excited too because like you worked you like went through an odyssey to get here and just had the best of times trying to log in tonight sure did the the ups and downs were there but i am here i'm ready to go (laughs) it's it's been i feel like it's been a while since we talked uh maybe it hasn't but it just feels that way so I'm, i'm excited to get into it here tonight yeah, man. Absolutely. It's been a week for sure, but uh, tell you what, boys, I've been I've been bummed this week, mostly just because of Buffalo sports, if I'm being honest. I uh, haven't been making me feel great, but it is going to be what it's going to be, right? So I guess if we like, want to... We were born in this, right? I, I know, right, dude, we'll, right? We'll get into it in a little bit, and we'll get into that. I got, I got a quote for you in a little bit here, but I could, yeah, I could how- use it. Yeah, let's uh let's do some uh beer corner, eh? Yeah, I will be the first one. So, <laughs> folks, I I was actually supposed to go out. It's it's Thursday night. We're about to watch the Bills game in like a little over an hour from now. Um, I was supposed to go out for the game tonight, and I just texted my buddies and I was like, dudes, I don't have it anymore. Like I I'm like already tired. The game's gonna go until eleven thirty. I gotta be up at five for work. And as I'm in my studio, I I taught a lesson that ended at five. And it's now seven and we were going to report or record the pod. And I prepped for a while and I should have gone home to get a beer. And I was like, you know what? If I get home and I'm near my couch, it's over for me. And I'm not coming back to the studio. KO'd. So I'm beerless. Tom, what do you got? Oh, we got a click. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, oh, you, God. What? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's, Three, I was off for a week. You two, guys. One. <laughs> Hey, Yahtzee! I am drinking this evening. Uh, Be Hoppy, an IPA from Wormtown Brewery in Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester. Worcester, Tom. No, Worcester. No, Tom, it's pronounced Worcester. Worcester. Well, you know what? I think just for what they did to us last week, I'm going to mispronounce every city they want me to. (laughs) Worcester and Massachusetts. (laughs) How about that? Uh, Yeah, long live the... Who cares? Paul Revere. Yeah, Paul Revere. The Tom's coming. Heads up. Jake, what are you slugging there, my guy? I'm slugging a beautiful amber ale from a brewery called Daddy's Hop Juice. Hell yeah, dude. God, It's, it's... it's mine. I brewed it. It's I get to name it. <laughs> if I ever brew a beer, it's, I'm calling it Daddy's Juice. Period. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a nice amber that I brewed a couple weeks ago, and it's ready. And it is uh, mediocre at best, but that is the quality I'm working with. Oh, you when actually we... did brew it. Oh yeah, no, it's it's one that I brewed. Yeah. Oh, I thought, oh, yeah, it, I thought you were just no, making yeah. a joke and making a joke and calling. No, 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 no. Here's, here's, here's the bottle. Yeah. Nice, bro. 
Tom, when are we slapping a Let's Go Buffalo uh, sticker on that bottle? Oh, uh, that wait. year is coming, folks. You wait. You wait. We're going to get oh, that. Oh, my God. Distributed to a porch near you. Oh, dude. <laughs> Let's Go Buffalo Lager? We don't know. We're no, we got to be better about that. Yeah, we yeah. Can, we'll, we'll bring that to the drawing board. But yep, yep. I can only brew ales. Any ale, I got you, but no, right. no, no lagers. I don't have, right. I don't have lager capability. Uh, the, Al, the Josh Allen ale. Oh, talk next board meeting. All righty. I got to keep us moving. Otherwise, we'll be here until way past kickoff. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we went into this podcast saying, hey, we got to keep it succinct. And then and I here told we a story. Are. We know, we know the three of us. That's the issue. I think yeah. many of our listeners are beginning to know the three of us. Yeah. And, yeah. All right. Well, let's start uh, the night with some Sabres chat, fellas. Um, so recap the last couple of games since uh, the last podcast that dropped. The Sabres went two and two. Um, a four to three loss to Calgary, a three to one win over the Islanders, excuse me, air bubble, three to one loss against the Canadians, and then a nice six, four win against the Senators. That brings, uh, the Sabres current record up to three and four, which also puts us at last in the division, which we don't love side note, how the actual fuck is Boston still in first? I don't understand. They don't. They lost their best player. Whatever. Um, so that puts us at last in the division and four spots out of a current wild card spot. What's the good news with all that? Yeah, there's 82 games in the season. And we've played seven of them, so we got time. Um, Jake and Tom. At this point, for me, the biggest storyline is the fact that it still feels like the team defense is a concern. Um, at this point, and granted, I just said there's time. But seven games in, it does not look to me like Clifton and Johnson were significant enough additions to right the defensive ship there. Um, And then to kind of piggyback off of that, it's also kind of maybe looking a little bit like, so far, not signing a veteran goalie could be a misstep. Um, Do either of you have thoughts on that? Yeah, I want to touch on the defensive structure because I I don't wholly disagree, but I I disagree a little bit. Yeah, please. before the Ottawa game, I, I would have had a stronger opinion that the defensive plays improved. I think the Ottawa game, while they did win, the, the last couple minutes were fucking hairy. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, they were up 5-1 to one at one point. It came back to a one-goal game with uh, 40, 50 seconds left on the clock. They scored three goals in, in just over two minutes to make that a one-goal game with, with very little time left. I was pissed. Yeah, dude. It was it was, it was – it's hard to watch. Yeah, it's it uh, I, before that though. I, I want back to the Tampa game again. Yeah. They they let up a last second goal. However, during the third period, I did think they did a good job of shutting down Tampa and eliminating chances. And I, the defensive play, it's it seems a bit different to me. It, I, I think they've performed better in that regard. I think a lot of that comes down to their. We'll get to it in a minute, but their success on the penalty kill that that plays into the defensive structure. Um, I haven't loved Clifton, but I have really liked Derek Johnson's game. Um, I think he brings a really stabilizing force to that back end. He's just he's just hard to play against. He's mean. He'll, he'll pin you up against the boards and think nothing of it and and strip pucks from you. Um, so I've been really happy with him. Yeah, he's smart too, man. His 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 athleticism isn't what it used to be, obviously, with it, with his age. But you can see his his hockey IQ on display when he's on the ice, especially on the penalty kill. Yeah. Um, Real quick, yeah. I just I wrote down here the goals seem like they're maybe starting to come. We had that nice offensive output against Ottawa. Um, that's been our only like high scoring game though. I'd like to try and get to see 
a few more of those. Um, so it looks like maybe they're starting to come. Took a little bit of time, but they might be getting there. Piggybacking off of that, the power play still not exciting me. The power play is currently operating um, successfully at 13%, which puts them 22nd in the league. Considering the fact for me that you got guys like Rasmus Dahlin, second highest paid defenseman in the league right now, Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, Dylan Cousins, I would like to see that number be significantly higher, like in the low to mid 20s. So increased by about 10%, which is a lot. Jake, Tom, thoughts? I have a clarifying question. When you Please. say the power play is currently at 13%, does that mean that the Sabres are scoring when they are on a power play or they are penalty killing a power a power play when it's against them? Yes. Yeah, so when, when I'm talking about the, pen, the penalty power, excuse me, power play currently operating at 13%, I'm talking about when the Sabres are on the power play, we are scoring with that man advantage only 13% of the time right now. Great. Awesome. Not is, a good PP. No, All right. Not very bad PP. Bad PP. Sabres <laughs> have a weak PP right now. <laughs> weak I'd, PP. I'd like Boys, to, get I'd in there. From last podcast, uh, a good power play is not 75 to 80%, yes, like I said. You. So a uh, little, little correction for your boy there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. mixing up the power play, the PP and the PK. So that's my bad. But yep. yeah, yeah, 13% is still not still a good bad. look for a, a team that has the offensive firepower like Buffalo does. Yeah, last year the Edmonton Oilers had a historic power play, and that was like 32, 33%, I think. Um, so I think it was I think it was the best ever. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it was it was insane. So um, that's a number that I'd like to see come up on the flip side of that, which is a gargantuan improvement for this team. Penalty kill looks freaking sick. Um, killing penalties at a rate of 88.9 percent, which has them tied for sixth in the league with Calgary. Um, this is a this is a place for me, Jake, where I'm really seeing Eric Johnson shine. But dude, I and we're gonna we I have this written down a little bit lower here. Matias Samuelson is passing the defensive eye test this year. Holy shit, is he a monster to play against? Yeah, agreed. Those guys are great. They're they're securing the back end. Just just not uh, not letting the cross seam passes get through and and pushing pucks to the outside. I think has been evident for them and yep. just just making it a, a nightmare for the other forwards on the the opposing team to get the puck low and across quickly um and it's it's working well yeah yeah um i've noticed thompson killing more penalties this year than i've noticed in past years i think he's on the top pk unit which is crazy a probably because he's got all that insane offensive skill which could lead excuse me potentially to shorthanded goals but also due to i mean he's fucking almost seven foot tall on skates like yeah that's a reach you should have as a part of your penalty kill and he doesn't he doesn't use a long stick, but still with those that gorilla arms that he's got, yeah. yeah, he's he can get get involved in plays like that. And he he technically did get a shorthanded goal against Ottawa. It was That's an empty net, but it yep. was still on the empty PK. Net. Yep. Uh, Tom, any questions, comments, concerns so far? No, no, no? I'm soaking it in. You guys are you, doing great. Keep going. You look a little concerned in the video here, so I just wanted to check oh, and make sure. No, just 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 plugging <laughs> in. Uh, so all those folks listening along at home, I am I am along for the ride. I have I am I'm very much learning. So Yep, Tom's a um, Sabres I'm, rookie, but he's if, he's if coming any, along. If there are any rooks out there, I'm with you. Here we go. We're gonna yep. get it. Let's go Sabres. Uh Jake, thoughts it. on the goalie situation right now? Uh a lot of question marks still. I mean, there are question so marks many. before. There's three I think, right now. <laughs> <laughs> each each one of them. I think I thought Comrie looked great. So so 
to, to catch everybody up, Levi played the first four four games, uh, and then we went to Comrie for two, I think, and then UPL. Comrie for two, and then UPL. Yeah. Yep, that equals seven. I I thought Comrie looked good in the game against the Islanders. I thought, I, I thought he looked great in the game against the he, Islanders. He did look great in that game. I thought he looked – I didn't think he looked bad against Montreal. I think if – I, if I were to give you a quick power ranking of the goalies, I'd go Levi, Comrie, UPL. Um, you know, dude, I'm not even positive right now that I'm putting Levi at one because those last few games that Levi played, I thought he looked a little shaky. Um, part of that could be the fact that they just threw him out right away for four games. That seemed like a lot to me. I was looking. Row, yeah. I was looking for that to be different sooner. I didn't know who was going to go in. Um but yeah, like it's probably like right now for me, dude, it's and and this is I'm I'm giving UPL very little leash here because of the way that Ottawa game ended. And I'm not gonna sit here and say it was exclusively his fault, but um there were some collapses there all the way how, around and he was a part of it. So how, how many times did you see that in games last year where he, he was just leaky for a couple minutes at a time. They would, yep. they would bleed goals for a couple of minutes and yeah. it was, it was a lot of times it was him and net. It was Comrie yes. too, but uh, goaltending is a product of the defensive environment in front of them. However, I, with that said, like I alluded to, I do think the defensive game has, taken a small step i'm not saying it's a it's great or a huge step forward but it's at least it's at least a touch better than last year in my eyes and he still he still has moments like that where he just can hemorrhage goals and i don't see that changing i I just i don't know if it's a a mental block something happening but i just i don't trust him in the net right now i was holding my breath every time that ottawa shot the puck for yeah. the entire game, really. And I thought he was going to prove me wrong, and then he he kind of proved me right at the end of the game. And that was the thing that sucked, dude, because I texted one of my buddies, and I was like, bro, don't look now, but UPL looks freaking nice. And yeah. then it we, we made it 57 minutes before he shit his pants and everything just started coming down his leg. He so, had some good he had some good saves. Like he had he, some he, great he, saves, dude, but like you can't like you can't be the guy in net and put this team in the situation that we were in against Ottawa, like in almost you know pushing pushing this game to overtime, dude. Like that was so frustrating. It drove me absolutely nuts. So yep. I, you know for right now, and and Levi's battling that lower body injury right now. It's nothing serious. He's not going to be out long term. He hasn't played the last few games. Um, but for me, dude, I like and. God, tomorrow, Friday, we have to play the Devils. So pick your poison with the goalies there. I guess I don't know. Um, my well, the other are... one you can slot in against the Avalanche. So a nice, easy matchup for that team. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I feel really good about our goaltending situation going into both those games. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the goalies are a big question mark right now. Again, it's so early. I'm not going to, you know, officially write off any season-altering predictions. But I don't yeah. know, man. You just, you know, seven games in. You like to see it look a little bit different, but it's so, so, so early. Yeah. I will say if if Comrie can stabilize and, and come out and be the 1A goalie, I would be fucking thrilled. That would be killer. Yeah. And then, I, and then Devin can just play 30-ish game, 35 games this year. and Yeah. No, that would be sick. He's played four already. That's like half the college schedule. So I just get, <laughs> get the kid some rest. No wonder, he, no wonder he's hurt. <laughs> yeah. Truth, dude. Oh my goodness. Um, 
So one another thing I wanted to talk about here, um, I, it's starting to look to me like maybe Zach Benson, um, he doesn't look bad by any means, but there are times where I'm seeing him and I'm like, okay, this league looks a little big for him right now, both literally and figuratively. Um, just times where he looks a little bit out of place or doesn't isn't making the right play. Um, man, I'll tell you what, against Tampa Bay, who has a big defensive core, Every time this poor kid was up against the boards, I just couldn't see him anymore. Like yeah. Victor Hedman pinned him against the boards, dude, and he disappeared. Swallowed like it just it just looked like Victor Hedman had his chest up against the boards for no reason. Yeah. You you couldn't see Zach Benson. So that's a little bit concerning. He's very clearly still gotta get stronger. Again, I'm not saying he looks bad, but if the last couple of games are any indication. I'm guessing that he's going to get his nine-game audition, probably get sent back down to juniors. What are your thoughts on that, Jake? Yeah, he start, he started promising, I thought. The line of him, Middlestat, and Greenway, Greenway. Yep. looked, looked. I mean, that was the best line the Sabres had for the first three games or so, three, four games, whenever they switched the lines up. Yeah. And, of course, he got injured. We don't know what how, how that's affecting him. But I agree with you. That he wasn't as noticeable in the past couple of games. And yeah. um, I, he's, he's an 18-year-old kid. Any any 18-year-old kid rookie is going to go through ups and downs. So I don't know. As we approach the nine-game mark, I think it will be telling how he performs in the next few games leading up to that before yep. they make a decision. But they, yeah. have, they have shown and – spoken to the fact that they're willing to leave guys in the NHL if they feel that they're ready to be in the NHL. So I, I don't know. It's I don't know if I've made up my mind yet of what they'll do with him after nine games, but I, I agree. The last few haven't looked great. I got a quick question for you, Jake, and I genuinely don't know this. Um, his nine games, does he have to play in nine or does just be on the team for nine? Because he's been a healthy scratch once, I believe, and also dealt with a little injury himself. Yeah, play in nine if he's, he's if he's okay. yeah on, on the official roster for the game. Okay, those those are the nine games. Um, so we'll see. We're we're holding our breath to see what's going to happen with Benny here. They might honestly almost even be strong armed into keeping him just because we don't have Jack Quinn back yet. I haven't liked Victor Olafson's game. Um, I, I I do prefer Benson's game right now to Olafson's. I think Olafson is just the last thing that I want to see on the ice right now. The guy just plays the game with no... It's like he's just got no oomph, no jam in his game, dude. I I have I have thoughts on Victor Olofsson. I Three, four years ago, Victor Olofsson was not the problem on this team. He was, he was maybe the fifth, sixth, fourth, depending on your mileage on him, best yep. forward on the team. I was way more concerned about the, the scrubs underneath him. Correct. So with that perspective, it's a really good problem to have right now where he is my – he's the worst forward on the team in my eyes and somebody that I, I – if he was a healthy scratch every game, I'd have no issue. So it's a good problem to have. But, yeah, I'm I'm not cheering against the guy, but, man, it's tough to watch him on the ice. It feels like the plays die off his stick often. Yes. He's, he doesn't win board battles. He gets overwhelmed in the corners. Oh, never. Boards. He's never won a board battle, dude. His, his main, his main strength is his shot. And right. he just, he's, he's not being put in a position to use it. And that's good because there are other players that are better players that have a good shot. So, 
Yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready for that experiment to, to be over. It, I wonder how the, I wonder if he would not, if, if Jack Quinn didn't get injured, I'm wondering if he makes the team. I honestly. bet he's, I bet he's traded. I, I, I think the only reason Jack or Victor Olsen's still on this team is because Jack Quinn hurt his Achilles. Truly. I believe that. I totally agree. Yeah. Has, has Olafson's play like decreased in the past couple of years? Cause he's been on the team in the past, right? Like, is it, yeah. just, or is he, has this always been the player he has, he's, he's been. This has always been the player that he's been, Tom. He's always been a guy who's got an elite shot with an insane release. Goalies talk about how hard his shot is to read. Um, He's just got an elite shot, but he's a power play specialist who will pot you 20 goals in a season on the power play, which is legit. He offers next to nothing in the five-on-five game. He's small. He doesn't go into the corners. He doesn't do the dirty work and he doesn't win battles along the boards. That's the difference between him and Zach Benson. Zach Benson will put his absolute face in the fire and not think twice about it, and Victor Olofsson will skate in the opposite direction of the corner boards. <laughs> so, he, like... Man, so does that why don't, like does that come up in the locker room? Do players, like, be like, look, man, like, what are you doing? Like, nah, I feel like that's... I'm sure it doesn't, because, you know, you want to keep the locker room atmosphere positive, right? Like, you don't want to be... You do, but at some point, like, you're here, you're here, like, putting your, you know, your your well-being and your 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 career on the line. Right? I, shouldn't, and... I shouldn't touch on that. I've never been in a pro locker room. I don't know, man. I, I, I have no idea. I feel like somebody somebody should be dogging him a little bit, you know? Like, what are you I, doing, buddy? It's got to be really well, tough to be a captain on that team and be like, hey, man, you're playing the game like a bitch. Like, you know, because that's what it is. He just plays the game soft. Are they I don't here know to how... play and win a championship, or are they here to, you know, just go collect a check? I don't I don't, anyway. I don't know how you bring that up. Like, hey, like, hey, like, come over to the side. Like, hey, Tom, Yeah. you, uh, listen, man, your game, like, it looks like you're avoiding the corners. Like, well, why hey, are you man, doing that? I, Bro, bro, if you and I were playing street hockey and I was doing that, I feel like you'd tell me that no problem. And it's yeah, likewise. But, I would um, say that I, I would call the shit out of you, right? I, you'd be like, I'd be like, nice, get the fuck in here, right? Like, that's what I would say. Yeah, but it's street hockey and we're not getting paid. Well, <laughs> yeah, then even better. He's getting paid gazillion. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's millions of dollars. Anyway, all right. Jake, well, you think, know, I, this... think I cut you off like twice there, buddy. Sorry. No, 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 not at all. You're, you're good. I, yeah, I just, he, Again, if Victor Olafson is your worst forward, I really think that's a good problem to have. But he's just—he's not—he's not the answer. I wish—I wish Jost was in over him. He's—he's he's a power play specialist, like Nigel said. But he's—he's not—he's not like a prolific goal scorer. He's scored in the past in the past four seasons. He scored twenty goals, thirteen goals, twenty goals, twenty-eight goals. Now there might be some recency bias there, but those twenty-eight goals last year, I think there's some misleading evidence there i remember many times where he would be on the ice and chip the empty net in or sabers would be down five to five to one and with two minutes left in the third period he'd all of a sudden pot a goal and it's like well okay like couldn't you have done that 20 minutes ago yeah buddy like so i don't know he 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 has offensive talent so i think he's he's not a wave candidate i think he could fetch something trade-wise but I, I would not mind, especially when Jack Quinn comes back, I would not mind seeing him off the team and traded. It's, well, it's not saying I'm cheering against him, but it's just uh, he's, he's the worst forward on the team. I don't think there's any any two ways around that. I'm cheering against him on this team, bro, for sure. We just have too many players that are in that similar skill set that do the dirty work as, as well. I think he does have a lot of trade value, dude, for sure. I think, I mean, there are plenty of teams out there who don't have enough 
you know, enough players that put the puck in the net. So I think he's got some value there. But I'm going to keep us moving here, fellas. Um, I just want to shout out a couple players here with some strong starts. Got to shout out our boy Jeff Skinner. My God, five goals in seven games. Six points in seven games. That's killer. Glad somebody's finding that because overall it's been pretty infrequent. Um, love this one, dude. Casey Middlestat, six points in seven games. One goal, five assists. Looks like this kid has been ready to, he's ready to break out, dude. Like, and I'm knocking on wood, but he looks so nice, man. And it took him a while and he was getting dogged by this fan base for a while, but he has tied together a really, really, really last or nice last third of last season and the beginning of this season. He looks freaking sick. Um, and Jake, if or Tom, if either of you want to interject on a player, dude, just, just interrupt me. I just um, want to say, for, for my he's, money, he, he's the he's the best player on the ice right now for the Sabres. He looks so good, dude. His vision is unreal. He's setting up players. He's making people around him better. He just looks awesome. Um, Rasmus Dahlin, baby. No goals, but seven assists in seven games. That's seven points in seven games. You love that out of your new, um, not new, but defenseman who just signed a huge ticket. Freshly uh, minted. Freshly oh, yeah. minted, exactly. Um, Dylan Cousins, six points, six points in seven games, two goals, four assists. You like that from the kid to just keep it rolling? Quietly, though, in my opinion, I, it, that none of them have been flashy. No. He hasn't like exploded in a game. They've just kind of been under the radar. He had bit. that huge overtime win um, that was sick, but yeah, outside yeah. of that, pretty quiet. I, that's interesting. You're right. Um, and then I said it earlier, man. I don't have his stats here, but dude, Matias Samuelson just passing the ever-loving hell out of the out of the eye test right now. He just looks so difficult to play against, yep. which is what this team needs right now. So, the if we could touch on the defense a little, I know I know we're trying to move quick, but Yoki Haru too has impressed me. I think he's I just nice. he's looked good. He's looked he's he, with Darlene and Power and Samuelson. You're not looking for Yoki Haru to be a, a game breaker. You're looking for steady, predictable defensive play, and he's done that. I've yes. been really happy with watching him. I've Power has not looked great to me, to be honest with you. If we can touch on him for a second, I think, I think he's he's made some questionable decisions. He's he is he is god awful in the defensive zone. His <laughs> his his strengths show when they're on offense, and he's phenomenal at it and in transition. But in the defensive zone, dude, he is a he is a wet blanket getting ready to get pushed over. Yeah, he's looked a little. I I agree with everything you just said, dude. He's he's his two way game is starting to develop pretty significantly. Um, I, you know, it's, yeah, he doesn't look awesome in the defensive zone right now. I feel like he looked better last year. I have to still remind myself that this kid isn't even 20 years old yet. Yeah, he's second still, year in the league. He's still figuring out how to operate with this ginormous body that he has, dude. Like, you know, like, I feel like you put me in that body, dude. I'm going to look like Bambi like, on skates. So, like, I it, he's just got so much game left in front of him and you're right though jake he's been a little bit concerning but it's not something that's even coming close to keeping me up at night only because he is such a baby dude i mean he's he's a six foot seven toddler in nhl years so agreed yeah not not a concern but just something i've noticed the first couple of games yeah absolutely um one thing that's kind of a bummer and this ties into the defensive game uh seven games in the team overall is an ugly minus 19 to start the season We've only got seven players in the plus column. Um, that is actually led by Owen Power with a plus three. 
So Jake, maybe you and I are just bad at using our eyes. <laughs> no, plus, plus minus, <laughs> plus minus is a bad stat. I don't like plus minus. Oh, I love that stat. Really? Tell me why you don't like it real quick. Uh, well, we'll get to, first off, start with what the heck is it? Oh, okay. So plus <laughs> minus, that's a great question, Tom. So yeah. plus minus every player that's on the ice, when there is a goal scored, it's either a plus or a minus for you. Oh, if yeah. you and I are on the same team, Tom, and whether, whether or not we had assists or scored the goal, because we were on the ice when our team scored a goal, we get a plus one. Oh, heck when yeah. the other team scores, everybody that's on our team gets a minus one. So really, it's not just me. a oh yeah, it's you too, buddy. Nope. It's just a <laughs> nope. It's just a measurement of okay, when this player is on the ice, are more good things or more bad things happening? Basically. Uh, okay, all right. A little, yeah. little plus minus stat. All right, keep going. So you don't like that one, Jake? Can you tell me why in a in a in a brief manner? I will. I will. Real quick, power special teams plays, power play goals, and penalty kill goals, whoever scores them, do not count towards plus minus, Tom. So it's only even strength goals. With that said, I disagree with you. I don't think it's an indicator of who's on the ice when good things happen and when bad things happen. Um, I think it's an indicator of... Let me back that up. I, I Yeah, I don't, I don't like it as a stat. I think there are far, far, far better indicators of who is on the ice when good things happen and when bad things happen. And I think plus minus is subjective to the team that you're on and the defensive environment that they play and just luck. I mean, there's so many goals that happen from a bad bounce, from a tough, tough angle or... Some somebody some on the other te- on the other team makes an incredible play that you just can't stop. There's a lot of factors. I, I I'm much more interested in the the Corsi stats, the goals for, the goals against, the high danger chances for and against, just things things like that 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 give a better indicator of when you're on the ice. Are there high danger chances going your way or against you? I'm I'm must I'm much less concerned about the actual goals that go in. Just okay, because so, there's so much volatility in when a goal when a goal goes in past a goalie. I mean that 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 does the goalie make the save or not? It's just yeah. There's there's a, more indicators. There's more indicators than plus minus to me. It is a it is a volatile game for sure. Okay, so Jake, so here's what I would love in the next few weeks. Can we have you give us an episode where you dive into like Corsi numbers and stuff like that? Because hand up, I am if my watch is right. Oh, I don't know, like 26 years into being really into hockey. And I don't understand Corsi stuff at all. Could we have a could we have a Corsi masterclass? I, I will prepare myself for next week. Yeah, or that whenever, would be, whenever. That would be yeah, sick. let's do it. All right. Let's, let's do a school of hard pucks. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I love dude, it. If we were just a hockey podcast, what a great name that would be. God, well, you know. Hey, hey, we're good at branding here, folks. That's true. <laughs> we'll see all how right. the bills do tonight. We might switch. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> um, all right. So the road ahead for the Sabres. Tomorrow night, Friday at 1027. We are playing the New Jersey Devils, which is concerning because get this stat. Jack Hughes currently leads the league in points. He has played six games and has 17 points. That is, I don't have the words. That's you know what? That, that doesn't shock me at all. It shocks the hell out of me, bro. That's over two points a game. Connor McDavid's not even sniffing that right now. No, no. That's out, insanity. Out with the upper body injury. That's true. Jack, Jack, Jack Hughes is, is an incredible talent. I, don't, I think he's, the, com- the conversation 
ends with top five. I don't in the league. I, I, there's there's no way I'm putting him at six or below uh, yeah. in top five players in the National Hockey League. He's he's, he's incredible. He's he's dynamic. Um, and then Sunday, one o'clock, ten twenty nine against the Colorado Avalanche. And then Wednesday, kicking us into November, November first, against the Philadelphia Flyers. Jake, you got a little. Uh, Three game score or not score prediction, but record prediction coming out of those three games. <laughs> Which one of these is not like the other? Yeah, right. So, sorry, sorry Philly, but yeah, you 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 fucking suck. Watch them lose that game against Philly. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like in Buffalo sports land, the bad juju <laughs> is not going our way right now. So yeah, right. slow down there. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to give you a score prediction, but I, I no, I, just a record I, prediction for those three games there. Uh, one and two, honestly. I mean, I think they, it's t- the Both of those games against the devils and the avalanche are concerning. If they, if they lose them, I, I wouldn't be surprised. However, I, I, I want to be pleasantly surprised despite my pessimism, because if they, if, if the team wants to go anywhere this year, they have to learn to win against teams like New Jersey, like Colorado, and they've yeah. talked about that. They talked about being able to compete with anyone in the league at the end of last year when they missed the playoffs by a point. So yep. um, you got to buckle down. You got to get one of those. It's they have a couple of days of rest. I, I, I'm not sure what New Jersey schedule is like, but hopefully, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, come into the game hot on Friday night and uh, try try to steal something against a very hot Devils team. I'm going to predict two and one in that stretch. And I think the second win is going to come against Colorado. I think, it, my honest prediction, I think we're going to get smoked by Jersey tomorrow night. For whatever reason, though, this Sabres team loves to play at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on the weekend. We always seem to play pretty damn well. I'm going to use that to our advantage on that Sunday game and take into consideration the fact that Colorado is on the opposite coast. So I'll give us winning that game. They scare me less than the Devils, though they are still a problem. Um, so I will say two and one in that three game stretch there. Yeah. Um, all right. Bills versus Patriots. Um, (laughs) I'm just going to disassociate for a few minutes here. Just, just don't mind mind me. Um, I have in all capital letters here, bad. Um, the offense, the offense is broken. Um, Tom thoughts on what's going on with the offense. Oh, I mean, I got to start here. I got to shout out if there's any of my New England friends uh, talk, uh, listen to this. They they definitely had their way with me this weekend, um, this past week, which was which was not fun. I'm going to tell you right now. But I want you all to know that the great philosopher Bane from Batman says it best. Oh, great philosopher. <laughs> Tom, Tom, you know, he, he was the villain in that movie, right? Did, were, were we watching the same movie? <laughs> Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The great. Let me start again. The great philosopher Bane. <laughs> oh, you think your team disappointing you is your ally? You merely adopted your team disappointing. I was born in it, molded by it. Get out of here! This is this is what we do. This is what we do. The Bills are here. This is what we do. We're just disappointed all the time. <laughs> I mean, I think it goes back to, right? We, I mean, Jake, Dana, and I talked about last week. It's like it's expectations minus reality equals disappointment. And where my expectations were going into this season is like, okay, we've been like nipping 
at the heels of a deep playoff run and maybe hoping God like, like God willing a, uh, a championship run. And I thought we were going to have it again. And I think that's still possible. I'm not saying it's out of the cards, but man, I went in thinking, especially the way when we had those games against um, the Raiders and Washington and uh, Miami, like those feel like they were 18 years ago. Yeah. And I think my expectations have to change, right? My expectations have to change and they, I have to understand that this team needs some things to go its way. I think we we've, we've discussed together, the three of us, like we can't expect this team to withstand this kind of injury, injury problems. Um, and that, but unfortunately that I, I, that's only on the defensive side. It does not explain the offense. I, what I'm thinking and I, what I've been seeing is I think that this defenses and opposing, um, defensive coordinators have figured out what the easy button is in this Ken Dorsey offense. And it's an issue. Yeah. I think it's, it's clearly become um, something that, that has been figure outable and that we need to become more multiple. We need to be able to win in more ways and be able to keep Josh um, humming in more ways. And I think that involves Josh. I absolutely do. However, I don't know. I'm not at any point. I'm definitely ready to point the finger at him. And say, hey man, like you did not play well. <laughs> you did not play well he at was all bad against, the against the Patriots. However, I'm still not concerned because we still have a top four quarterback in the league, top three quarterback in the league. They, I, I'm not gonna take that away from him until I see it for three seasons in a row. You know what I mean? Like we can't yeah. do that in a game. We can't be that reactionary. So, I know, man, but like <sighs> But no, but no, at some point, Bill Belichick, the greatest defensive mind to ever coach this game is going to figure you out, right? Yeah, we, we've had our way with them. We have. We ha- no, it, like we've la- we like Josh has clearly won his way. And I think I mean, that's where I stand and you can absolutely disagree with me, but I think at some point Bill Belichick was going to figure out something that was going to like give Josh problems and he did. And I think that was it. Especially seeing that we were already having issues, I think he just he just stuck his finger in that wound and just like, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to come in and I'm just going to make this worse." I am not I'm not on the same page as you. I am concerned about Josh Allen because I don't think Bill Belichick beat us. I think Josh Allen beat us because I, I don't I don't I don't know if it's um, if it's arrogance, if it's immaturity or if shit, dude, if he just actually doesn't know the goddamn offense that well. But oh, my God, I was able to count seven. That's this many in the video for you two. Seven <laughs> plays where the blitz came in hot, untouched, by the way, meaning that offensive line communication wasn't there and Josh didn't check out or check into a different protection scheme. Seven plays where at least one guy came completely untouched and behind at least one of those guys was a Khalil Shakir, a Stefan Diggs, or a Dalton Kincaid that read the blitz, stopped, sat right down on the first down marker like this, looking at Josh, and he chose to not throw the ball. So that, for me, falls entirely on Josh Allen. You want to send the house, Bill? Fine. Send the house, bro. But Josh has to know where those hot reads are. And every time the house came, I shouldn't say every time, at least seven times, where that when the house came and the and the ball was either incomplete or whatever, the first down was there to be made. 
I counted seven first downs that were left on the field that day, which that for me, dude, like it just simply can't happen. Not in year six or whatever it is for Josh, not at this point in his career. You want to do that the first and second year of your career? Fine. I'll chalk it up to Bill Belichick. But like you said, he ran circles around Bill Belichick. And Bill has always been somebody who's been creative to the blitz. Okay? So, you know, you can't, you, well, you're just going to assume that's not coming? Like, I just don't, I don't know, man. It, that game to me was a little bit on Ken Dorsey, a little bit on, well, I guess maybe a little bit more on Ken Dorsey then. I don't know why we went away from the run game. It was working in the first half. I have no idea. No idea why we just decided to leave that completely behind. Yeah. You know Bill Belichick is, he is historically great at taking away your first read. Should have been a game where Gabe Davis absolutely pops off. He was nowhere to be found. He's 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 an issue. Real quick, side tangent. At this point for next year, I'm not paying Gabe Davis a dime more than seven and a half million. He's not worth any more than that. So no, not at all. No, he's he's going to be a great. Hopefully, a somebody's great fourth wide receiver. I that's where I stand right now, and and I'm sorry, man, but I, I I have nothing going into this game tonight that makes me feel like there is reason for me to feel optimistic that this offense is suddenly going to figure out against a similar defense that has been giving us fits the last few weeks. Yeah, no, I, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Um, and I was I was much more upset earlier in the week, and I've kind of mellowed. Um, I, I still have to have faith that the, the leaders of this team have, like the, the the veterans in this team, the Mitch Marches, the the Jordan Poyers, the Micah Hyde, the Josh Allen's, the Steph Diggs, like they need to be able to step up and need to right this ship, right? Where this is where we're at. Thank God that we um we uh like we we have all these players right like i think we i think we're gonna be and we're also we have the rest of the season to figure this out we we are, do not need to be playing our best ball right now however we do need to be playing ball enough to be able to win and have a playoff seating at all so yeah <laughs> right like that's an issue so i think um I, i'd honestly i think we gotta we, we can maybe talk more about the offense as we talk about tonight's matchup briefly but um I uh, my my big concern is the defense. Like I don't think that we can sustain what what we the injuries that we have, and I think Sean McDermott is gonna have a challenge. And I don't know. I I feel so bad because man, I was so excited to see this defense coached by Sean McDermott and and with all these stud players. And now like I don't blame him that it's not going well, right? I don't I don't know if I I don't know who to blame other than the universe. I don't yeah. know. The, the defense gets a pass from me, dude. Like, the, the defense, you're, you're missing, especially last week, four starters. That's almost half of them, dude. Like, what do you, like, Sean McDermott's not, he's, he's not Albus Dumbledore, dude. Like, he can't, you know, he can't just whip out some magic. <laughs> Dumbledore! To, yeah, right? Can't just whip out some magic to, to fix that, dude. So, like, I'd, uh, the defense gets a bit of a pass from me. This offense is, except now for Dawson Knox, which... Low-key might be a slight blessing. Sorry to say it. This offense is healthy. So, you know, I don't know, man. They got to figure it out. This is the time. I need the offense to be able to bail the defense out this year. I just need it. I agree. We need to go score. We need them to figure it out, and I'm really hoping. And I honestly think that's a nice segue into tonight. Um, Bills are playing Bucks tonight in about 20 minutes. 
Um, and uh, let's go Bills. But, man, I, I need to see some consistency. I need to see some rhythm. I need to see a plan. I need to see some logic. I need to see some good decision-making by um, by Josh Allen. And I need to be able to see some flow. That's yeah. what I want. And it doesn't like, – even if it's a tight game, I, I would love a win because we – I mean, at this point, right, like we're sitting four and three, like – this this is the time where we need to start stacking some wins, stack especially because this was yep. supposed to this was supposed to be the easy part of the schedule. This yep. is where, right? <laughs> That's what this was supposed to be. So let's figure it out, boys. Let's go in there. I agree that this defense, um, this Bucks um, defense, is going to cause some fits because it's very similarly schemes to the same ones that we had issues with against, say, the Jaguars, right? Like it's very it's set up very similarly. So it's gonna might cause problems or. Let's hope that our staff and our players who have had a lot of experience together, let's hope that they can come in and, and have a plan to, to mitigate the issues that the defense may cause. Yeah. Yep. You know, Todd Bowles is going to come in. It's going to be another defense that's going to be loaded boxes, creative, um, creative blitz schemes, odd man fronts. There's going to be guys blitzing from places you don't anticipate them blitzing from. O-line communication is going to have to be on point. Josh is going to have to be ready to change the protection scheme. And for the love of God, two things I need to see from Josh tonight to even feel remotely good about the game. Check the goddamn ball down when the blitz yep. is coming because you mm -hmm. know it's coming. Yep. And my God, can we? I'm sorry, dude. I don't know who did it. Sean McDermott, Ken Dorsey. Can somebody please so josh allen's testicles back on because there's a there's a type of josh that we need that this team needs to win and it is not the sugar high crazy josh that throws it 90 yards and when he's panicking and it's also not this josh and i'm not talking about down the field chances somebody clearly looked this kid in the eyes and said you've got to stop running he his his right? run, rushing yards per I, game this year are what down, happened? they're down 30 they're down almost 30 yards per game I can't tell you how many prop bets I've lost because of that. Oh my god, dude! I, like, I got season long bets that I'm like I'm sweating. <laughs> part of what makes him so dynamic and makes him so difficult to account for is his athleticism and his legs. For the yeah. it, honestly, dude, for me to feel like we're getting back to normal, can we hurdle someone tonight? Let's just hurdle someone. No, that's so good in play that's action. Face, yeah, let's, let's fucking stiff arm somebody. Let's run a man over and I, yeah, and feel good about it. Yeah, dude. I just we need somebody to fire us up. But I'm Get sorry, man. Moving. I've got I've got no confidence going into this game. Uh, this team has given me no reason to think that they're going to suddenly adjust to this type of defense. You had Mike Caldwell with the Jags, Wink Martindale with the Giants, Bill Belichick with the Patriots, and now Todd Bowles as uh, with with the Bucks. That's three roughly yep. similar defenses that we totally imploded against. With tonight being a fourth. I don't have any reason to see it coming. I agree. Now, who knows? Because we've seen a team that absolutely dismantled the Miami freaking Dolphins. So whenever that was, whenever that was, it feels <laughs> it might as well be three seasons ago at this point. Yeah, it doesn't. It does not feel like it happened this season. It doesn't. We've all been in panic mode, man. Stress mafia has just been out for. Like, oh, just and I'm driving that bus for, too, man. Oh uh, yeah, man. Like it's been crazy. I agree. I, I got I to gotta be honest. Like, my expectations are down. My yep. expectations are down. And honestly, because of my pretty little formula, <laughs> expectations minus reality equals disappointment. Yeah. I've been so sad. I don't want to be sad anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so my expectations are 
I, man, we can maybe win, but let's see what happens. And and if we don't, then maybe I'm not crushed, you know? Yep. And that's just mm-hmm. is what it is to be a Bills fan sometimes, isn't it? Yes, but, it sure um, is. Should we get some score predictions and get out of here, boys? Kick off some I 10 think minutes. So. Yep, I'll go first. 24-10 bucks. I've got no reason to think that this offense is going to figure it out. I've got no reason to think, except for Ed Oliver being back tonight, which is huge. That is massive. That is. Yes. Um, Let's go, Ed. Go, but go, still, yeah. you watched Jordan Phillips there. and Tim Settle last week look like they were blocking on ice skates. They looked like they might have been. They look so the bad. I don't so, know how they're paid. I don't know, man. I, yeah, my guess is 24-10. We're going to force the ball to Stephon Diggs because, well, unless because we have no two tight ends, we're going to go more 11 personnel which maybe we'll get more more Khalil Shakir opportunities, which I would be all for. We're clearly not going to throw the ball to Gabe Davis. So it looks like your options are Steph Diggs, Dalton Kincaid, Khalil Shakir, and then James Cook out of the backfield. But I'm saying 24-10 bucks. Tom? I like it. And Andy Isabella is active tonight. So maybe it's going to be an Andy Isabella oh um, breakout game. Watch Let's him go, go. for 175. Right? Hey, 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 dude, I'm in. Let's go. Let's go take it. Um, I'm going to go... 24-21 late Bills field goal for the win. Um, I think I think we do pull it off. I think it's going to be a nail biter, and we're not going to be super happy about it, but it's going to be a win. Jake, I'm going 19-18 bucks. <laughs> My favorite part of the pod every ah, week. What a vintage! What what a nice vintage of 1918. I'm just saying, put put your put your bets on it right now. All right, let's go get it. Well, everybody, I know this might be a late uh, release for this podcast. You probably have watched this game by the time you're listening, but that's okay. There's a lot of Buffalo sports going on this weekend. Go check out the Sabres. They're playing all over the place. Nigel uh, detailed that earlier. The Bills are playing tonight, and then we have a little bit of a mini buy, so we won't see them until the following week where we're playing the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals next week. We'll get there. So, But anyway, thank you so much for the bottom of our hearts for spending some time with us. It would mean a lot to us if you'd share this episode, maybe stick our little QR code in with your Halloween candy on Tuesday. Give us a like, give us a follow um, Instagram and X at let's go buff pod with two F's. These are my pals, Jake and Nigel. My name is Tom and you're listening to the let's go Buffalo podcast. We're sending you love wherever you are. Go bills, go Sabres. Let's go Buffalo.